May God's word be spoken. May God's word be heard through him who is the word, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Every year on the first Sunday after Pentecost, we celebrate Trinity Sunday, which was addressed in the opening prayer, opening collect for today. We've been doing this since the 10th century for over a thousand years. In fact, our doctrine of the Trinity was officially ratified in the 4th century, over 1,600 years ago. And it didn't come about easily. There was plenty of serious infighting, bickering, contention, and years of debate about what it really is and what it really means. And part of the controversy is that the word Trinity does not appear in the Old Testament or in the New Testament. It's not there. Thus, many years of contentious debate. Although the Trinitarian language of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit appears throughout the scriptures, as we have heard in today's scriptures, but just not together. And there's certainly no shortage of Trinitarian language in our worship service. We began this morning with the words, Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. At the end, we'll give a blessing in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's outlined in both the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed. In fact, when we say the Nicene Creed in a few minutes, listen for those words. That's how those early church fathers came about to define the creed and the word Trinity. It's included in our Eucharistic prayer. It's included in many of our hymns, and it's used at the, as an absolution after our confession uh, in today's service. And many of us included in our personal piety by making the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you look on most basketball courts, football fields, or baseball fields, you'll see various people doing this, or this, really fast. I'm not sure they think it's magic or they're really saying a prayer, but it's, it's getting done out there, uh, and we can see it getting done on those fields. But still, it's difficult to explain, to define, to unpack. Many have tried over the years, and very few have succeeded in doing so. The great Protestant reformer, Martin Luther, made the following statement about the Trinity. He said, to try and deny the Trinity endangers our salvation. To deny it endangers our salvation. But he says, to try and comprehend it endangers our sanity. Endangers our sanity. And one of the early church theologians, a man named Tertullian, explained the Trinity as a metaphor. He said, God the Father is a deep root. Jesus Christ is that which springs forth into the world. And the Holy Spirit is that which brings fruit and beauty and fragrance. And St. Patrick of Irish fame used the shamrock to do the same thing, to create a metaphor for the Trinity. My personal favorite attempt to try and understand the Trinity is the image of water, H2O. We know it and enjoy it in three distinct forms. Tap water, ice, and steam. Thank you very much. And steam. All three of them are H2O. But even though we, can't, we can define water 
with these three unique characteristics, it doesn't take the mystery out of the word Trinity for us. And it still leaves it difficult for us to define. But undefinable or not, it is a cornerstone of the Christian church. A cornerstone of the Christian faith and one of the great mysteries that we accept on faith, we experience through life's journey, and we uncover throughout the scriptures. We may not be able to totally define the Trinity. We may not even fully understand the Trinity. But this mystery that we call Trinity is what makes us Christians and separates us from so many other religions in the world. From Unitarians or Mormons, from Muslims or Hindus, Jehovah's Witnesses or Buddhists, or any number of other religions. Our belief is in one God. We're going to overflow. Okay. Welcome. I hope you have sunscreen. Okay. And I can see you. You're looking great out there. You can use two pews if you want to. Our belief is in one God as revealed creator, redeemer, and sanctifier, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who loves each of us unconditionally, who has created us in God's image, who's redeemed us and forgiven us through Christ Jesus, and sustains and guides us and comforts us through the power of the Holy Spirit. In today's gospel, we discover the great promise of the mystery of the Trinity. We've seen this biblical verse and chapter at those same ball games where you see folks doing this. It's a placard up there, and somebody's always holding it, aren't they? And what's it say? John 3.16. It's out there at all those ball games. Somebody has it up. Someone's an evangelist out there. And look it up. And what it says is, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is God's love for the world, for each of you, and for me, and for all humankind, that most clearly defines the Trinity for me. Creating, redeeming, comforting, and loving each of us as we are. Even when we are unable to love ourselves, or to love others around us, God still loves us. This mystery that we call Trinity, revealed to us in God's love, can be unpacked a little further, I think, uh, using the help of one of the great theologians of the last century. I think most of you will remember him. You probably read some of his treatises. His name was Charles Schultz. <laughs> you got him? Okay. And if you don't, he was the creator and author of the Peanuts cartoon characters of the last century. And he often conveyed a Christian message 
in that cartoon strip. In this particular strip, he conveys through Charlie Brown the need that we all have to be loved. The need we all have to be loved. And through Lucy, our inability to always love one another. So Charlie Brown and Lucy are conversing over the proverbial fence. Charlie Brown says, You know, Lucy, all it would take for me to be happy is for someone to say, they like me. All I need is for someone to say, they like me. Lucy says, are you sure about that, Charlie Brown? He said, of course I'm sure. I just want someone to say, they like me. Lucy says, you mean you'd be happy if someone merely said, he or she likes you. You mean to tell me that someone has it in their power to make you happy simply by saying they like you. Yes, that's exactly what I mean, said Charlie Brown. And Lucy said, you know, I don't think that's too much to ask. I really don't. But you're sure, Charlie Brown, all you need is for someone to say, I like you. That's all you need. And then you'll be happy. Charlie Brown said, oh, yes, I'll be really happy if someone says they like me. And Lucy turns away and walks away. And she says, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. The good news about the Trinity is that what Lucy cannot do, God does. Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier. What you and I are often unable to do, God does. What you and I and Charlie Brown often need most, God supplies. God loves us, and he proclaims it ever so strongly in today's gospel from that third chapter of John. And it seems to me when it's all said and done, the mystery that we call Trinity is simply about love. It's about unconditional love for all humankind, freely given by God the Father who created us, God the Son who redeems us, and God the Holy Spirit who strengthens us and comforts us. Or in Jesus' words from today's Gospel, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.